on Vision Australia Radio. You're listening to The Seeing Object Show with me, your host, Hat Moffat. Today, I have Chris Edwards, who is back talking to us this time about his success as Seeing Eye Dog. Chris has just started working with a new Seeing Eye Dog called Eva. He's going to be talking to us a little bit about the start of their new uh, working relationship. So without further ado, here is Chris talking about working with Eva. Thanks for joining me on the show again. Um, we've just spoke about advocacy, but we are now just going to be talking about um, your new beautiful dog. Yes, thanks, Harriet. Uh, yeah, it's really uh, a, a great topic to be talking about. So could you just introduce yourself? You know, what do you do for work? What are your hobbies and interests? In case anyone didn't miss that last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I do work for Vision Australia and I manage our government relations, advocacy and policy areas, as well as sort of our NDIS and aged care leads. And, you know, I'm a you know, 50-year-old guy with a family with three kids and have a very busy life with uh, lots of, you know, recreational activities from, you know, sport and um, cooking and skiing and, and uh, you know, lots of, lots of things that keep me busy. I feel like people wouldn't uh, – I feel like that's one of the things that um, – that you wouldn't necessarily think of, it wouldn't spring to mind as skiing um, with a seeing artic. But actually, I I have have heard very good things about being really really fast, um, even with that the kind of guide in your ear. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, certainly snow skiing uh, is yeah a bit of a passion of mine, and uh, you know, unfortunately with COVID this year, it's uh, not as not been as successful as getting up to the the, the snow as much. But yeah, so you know, with the right strategies and, and developing the right skills, you know, you can do a lot of skiing, um, you know, it's someone who's totally blind and, and do it and, you know, you know, skied, you know, well over 70 kilometres an hour on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I, um, I'll leave that one to you. Um, I would rather kind of throw snowballs personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I miss people too often. Yeah, ah, oh, that would be it. Well, you know, and you can't exactly put a bell in a snowball either, can you? <laughs> the gold ball. Right, and then when it hits, it hurts. Uh, well, yeah, that probably takes a bit of the fun out of it for the other person, but might make it work for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, could you please introduce your um, your new seeing eye dog? Yeah, so uh, I've gone from a, a boy to a girl this time, and so I've got Eva, who's across. Um, Labrador Golden Retriever. She's jet black. Um, she's quite a small thing, eye dog, but uh, you know they call her a pocket rocket. And so uh, you know one of the things uh, that that I like in a dog is um, a dog that you know works at a very fast rate, and uh, and so yeah, we we can go as fast as we want. And how long have you had Eva for? Uh, about three months now. Um, coming up, yeah, uh, coming up to three months. And so, you know, with uh, these lockdowns, you know, we're not doing as much work as, you know, we would normally do, um, which, you know, involves, uh, you know, lots of travel and all those sorts of things. But, you know, we get out every day to, 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 to get some exercise and to, to get practice up. Hasn't got on a plane yet, I'm guessing? Yeah, she's been on um, one, one flight up to canberra for a, a, a government relations trip and uh yeah and it went really well oh she has all good she's um she's uh christened to the skies she is she is she's not quite as relaxed as um odie my last thing i dog was who did hundreds of flights and he 
you know, he, he used to hop on the plane and, and he'd know exactly which seat to go in and he was very upset when they put them on you know, on a different side of the plane. Um, but he <laughs> so would just This is my seat. Re- this is yeah, my seat. What do you mean? Other, rever- other people sit here? <laughs> yeah, he'd literally reverse into to, to his seat um, from, from the aisle, oh. go down, lie down, put his head down and then he'd you know, only wake up once it was time to get off and... Uh, so, yeah, she was a little bit more nervous uh, to, to start with, but um, I'm sure she'll get used to it. So why do you think you two were matched as a team? What kind of personality and, and work traits um, does she have that you would think might have led to her being considered for, for you? Yeah, so in my role, uh, yeah, is, it's, it's probably one that does require yeah, a dog that um, is very comfortable in going into to new environments, uh, you know, obviously, as I talked about that high, you know, fast walking, but you know, you know, we do a lot of uh, you know things in new cities, and that involves you know, everything from escalators to being able to find elevators to have good um, um, yeah, ability to be able to learn, you know, even finding a hotel room, which there's a few tricks to, and you know, and you know, just basically walking in, uh, you know, busy busy um, suburb, uh, you know, city areas. And so I think that, you know, she, we needed some a dog that was you know, very confident and uh, one that can, can handle a you know, very broad range of activities and some of them quite complex. And I guess as well a dog that would be able to sleep um, or, or settle at least quite well in, in some of those busy things or, or, or you know, trains yeah, and that- planes and... <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that's that's absolutely true, and um, you know she is. Uh, if, even though she's you know only twenty two months, she is like a statue when when we stop. She's um, amazingly settled. So, how has she kind of settled into your life and routine? Yeah, like it's um, it's yeah. I think you know, like she's you know that it, it. To be honest, it does take you know a. A, a month or two, you know, it's a new dog, new environment. We've got other dogs in the household, uh, my old seeing eye dog and uh, a poodle. And uh, so, you know, it was a quite a busy house of, of dogs um, there. But, you know, and so, you know, learning to, you know, get, you do the things that I do and, you know, go into the, get to the train station and do all those sorts of things, you know, it does take some effort, and particularly uh, during these times of COVID, where you know routines change for everybody on a regular basis, depending on the, the level of lockdown. And I, I guess, as well as probably a certain element of settling settling into into the family, you said you have three kids. I'm guessing it wasn't quite as easy as just like here's this new dog, accept it. Um, there's a bit of kind of teething, or or not really. Was it pretty seamless? Um, I think with the with the family, it was. Yeah, she was pretty well accepted with open arms straight away. Um, the 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 poodle and her, you know, had to had to sort themselves out to do, to determine who's boss. And she's uh, certainly a much stronger dog than uh, Odie. Odie was sort of one of those ones that would be happy to. Well, I don't know whether happy, but he was reluctantly happy to um, get bossed around by a little poodle. But uh, you know, Eva is, is much more strong willed. Well, I think I think you probably get two quite strong personalities there from and I am completely being breedist but um, I feel like golden retrievers can have a fair amount of um, a bit of sass a bit of attitude they're kind of like well this is you know this is how the way the way that I would like it um, and you know my way the highway and I feel like poodles are a bit the same 
Yeah, well, we, we, we certainly know poodles, you know, don't even think they're dogs and they think they're above humans. Um, but, yeah, no, she is certainly feeling a much more strong-willed dog with uh, with Eva. But, you know, on harness, she's, uh, her dog distraction is superb. It says in that, you know, she can go along and, and, and not be distracted at all. So what are the kind of first few months like with a successor dog at that, that kind of... I guess, learning and having gone from class with maybe a bit more instruction to out on your own? Yeah, like I think, you know, particularly you know, in in that early stages in class, it's like, uh, you know, I think I think your, your, your old dog um, uh, learns to adjust for the bad habits that you have as a handler and, uh, and, and compensates for that. Whereas, you know, I know, you know when we got Eva and there was a couple of, you know, Think minor things that I probably wasn't doing it to, as textbook as they should be, and yeah, Eva was sort of going, "Hold up, that's not how you do it," and uh, and so it helped sort of brush up my skills with uh, you know, getting a new dog and going through through that training, um, and then you know over time it takes you know a, a, some time just to build up confidence, you know, particularly in those things where you know the dog has to go in front of you, so those right hand turns and and, and to the right and those sorts of things, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. You know, so either it was about yeah building confidence and, um, and and getting it working and and yeah, it's I think it's that regular walking and, and and regular practice that you know it was a very different experience. You know, going from an old dog that was getting a bit slower to uh, you know this pocket rocket um, was was yeah you know, a, a lot of fun, but um, yeah, a lot of learning too. I guess a lot of trust has to be put in this new dog. You have gone from from a dog that you've really built that bond with to this not stranger, but um, yeah, this this new little thing, <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's sort of like because it's a new dog, it's that discipline in yourself of you know correcting any minor issue when when it when it happens because like you know they are new dogs, so they do make you know some they're not perfect and they make. Yeah, you know, probably a few more minor mistakes than uh, you know, a, a dog that's had a lot of experience, and that might be you know where you know just not slowing down properly for you know pedestrian traffic, and so you might bump into somebody that's walking in front of you. Um, yeah, those sorts of things you know do take time, and I think that the the critical thing is that you know I've learned is that you know don't don't ignore them early. You know, make sure you you know just take that time to correct them and, and correct them in a way that, you know, is encouraging and appropriate. Have you got anything else that you would like to share with, um, you know, any other handlers or, or potential handlers um, about kind of the beginning of life with a um, successor seeing our dog? Look, I mean, I think it's about, uh, I think it is about creating space and creating some time um, to, to, to bond with the dog and creating that time to do to do walking, to um, you know, not be always in a hurry to so that you have got time to to you know, do those correct and learn and and you know remember that you know it's you know, that positive reinforcement is just so important um, and you know I think that it's with that it's a great experience. I guess you kind of put in the work early on and then and then it's. Well, I mean, nothing smooth sailing exactly, but it makes it much easier to continue along that that way. 
Yeah, and that's right. And so, you know, I was very conscious that, you know, there's a number of training options that CEDA will, will, will try and accommodate. But, you know, uh, 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 I've got a busy role and um, and I knew that without taking a break from that, um, you know, I probably couldn't uh, dedicate the, the amount of time just to, you know, to, to, to get to know each other as a, a dog and a handler and to... Um, to invest that time to 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 be more effectively working. But you know what? If she's already kind of done her first flight, um, it sounds like it's the start of a very beautiful friendship. Yeah, I think she's going to be a ripper. Well, thank you so much for um, coming and talking talking with um, with me and and to our audience today. I think um, yeah, we'd we'd love to hear some more stories later down the track. How um, how Eva gets her proper sky legs? I think um, I think it'll be a yeah, it'll be a fun one. Absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to um, to, to touching base into the future. Thanks, Harry. You've been listening to The Seeing Otter Show on Fish Australia Radio. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Chris. We will be wishing Chris and Eva many, many fabulous years of working together, many more plane trips, and look forward to hearing about their next adventures. If you'd like to find out more about Seeing Eye Dogs, the work that we do, or how you can help, head to our website at sed.visionaustralia.org. If you'd like to find out about Seeing Eye Dogs as well, you can head to our social media at Seeing Eye Dogs on Facebook or Instagram. If you would like to listen to more amazing Vision Australia radio shows, where it's such as this one or other shows that we have a whole bunch of different specialist uh, radio programs, head to Vision Australia Radio's Omni Studio or your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to tune in at the same time next week for another episode of the Seeing Eye Dogs radio show. Mm-hmm.